Hello. Hi. Amelia. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Sorry, I'm a minute late. Oh, don't worry. It's fine. I've just been waiting for you for a minute. <laughs> oh, no. My God. Tell me about how your quarantine's going. How is it over there? It's been... I mean, I've been living like it's quarantine for like 10 years. So it's kind of just kind of like giving me validation that my lifestyle was correct. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm okay. What about you? How's yours? I'm in New York. So it's been like kind of the worst here. And it sucks because obviously like being in my 20s, I want to go out and like thrive in the city. And yeah. that's kind of being taken away from me right now, which sucks. Yeah. But I'm still trying to make it work. Yeah. My girlfriend is 22 and she's definitely like, um, when is Shut the world going to be normal again? And I'm like, who needs the world to be normal ever? I'm not, I'm not yeah, like, I know. I, know. I want it like, to be honestly over. today it's raining and it's like one of those days where it's like dark and gloomy and you are like, it kind of makes you feel like you have an excuse to stay inside. Yeah. You know, like before quarantine, it'd be raining. So you're like, okay, I'm not going to go outside. Like, yeah, it's a day where I can stay in. And that's just like how this year has been. 100%. Welcome onto the show. I'm so excited that you decided to come on. I was like so shocked that you were like down and it made like probably my year since this year sucks for everyone. Well, so thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. And on this. The point of this podcast is to get people to stop comparing themselves to other people that they see on social media. You see people like forming uh, eating disorders. You see people getting work done just because like they want to look like somebody else. And I feel like you are someone that is so authentically yourself that you are the perfect person to come be on the show because you're like the epitome of not giving a fuck. Well, thank you. That's a very high praise. And also, I love that that is your mantra for this podcast because I think that's such a powerful energy to put out there and also so fucking important. Like, um, and it remains and becomes more and more important as time goes on. So I'm so happy and honored to be a part of this. Thanks. Yeah. I'm so happy to have you here. So I want everyone to get to know you. For those of you who don't know Amelia, why don't you introduce yourself? Give a little bit of background for those who don't know you. So I'm Amelia Fart. Um, I, guess, I guess I'm a YouTuber. Um, but la now I'm just like, you know what? I'm an artist. That's what I'm vibing with. And I, I like to make like weird videos often. And uh, that's that's my job. Yeah. Yeah. So being a YouTuber is your full time job. Yeah. That's amazing. That's like every person's dream in a way. I feel like it is so cool. Like just to be able to have creative expression um, be my job and like sustain me is such a like that's such a dream come true. So yeah, it's super cool. Did you have a dream job when you were younger? Like, is this kind of your dream job in a way? I think it is my dream job. When I was a little kid, I would say that I wanted to be an actress. I mean, I think, well, for me, I was like, okay, it wasn't that I wanted to be an actress. It's that I want attention and I want to be seen and heard. Um, but I don't actually care. It, but that was just when I was a kid. That's what I like. That's how you get that. But now there's other ways I found. I'm the same way. 
I'm literally yeah. Do you think that like you wanting to be an actress when you were younger is what got you into YouTube? I had been watching it for a while, like for maybe a year or something. And it was so cozy. And also to see these people like this was their life, like they just make up weird videos and find some kind of pocket of people who want to see it. And then that's their job. It was so cool. And also those people were so comforting to me. So I just, um, and I was like, maybe I could try this and maybe I would like it, but I was nervous and didn't believe in myself at the time. Um, and then finally like built up enough like courage, I guess, to be like, let's just try and see. And then it was so fun. Yeah. I feel like if I tried it out, I would have so much fun with it too. Like I took quarantine to use my unemployment money to buy this. So <laughs> Okay, well that's a good investment. Yeah, exactly. So you said that you believe that you are a narcissist, which is like funny because I know a bunch of people that are, but you definitely don't come off to me in that way. But I actually I actually asked my following if they think that a narcissist will be able to admit that they're narcissistic and 70% said no. Yeah. So do you really think that you are? Or do you think that like, no, because like you're able to say it, do you think you're just a little bit like obsessed with yourself in a way? Yeah. I think I'm, I don't think I'm actually narcissistic. Um, I think it's like a joke that I used to like to make a lot to just be more self-referential to try to say something before somebody else could potentially say it. Um, <laughs> But I don't think I'm actually narcissistic. I am self-involved and I ex like to explore myself and my identity endlessly. Um, and some people can say that's self-indulgent or whatever it is. But I think in my real life, I have a pretty okay balance between uh, attention to myself and like being present for people I love. So I yeah. feel okay about it. I would say you're a very good listener. And I think that narcissists aren't that good at it. That's you probably true. Yeah. But you've met a lot of YouTubers becoming a part of the YouTube community as like your fan base grew and stuff. Would you say that any of them are narcissistic? Everyone I've met has been, was very nice and also exactly how they are in their videos. So really? I, yeah, I didn't have any kind of bad experience with anyone. Like I think if you watch someone's, vid someone's videos, at least the people that I met, I didn't like meet everyone yeah i feel like i already had a sense of who they were and they were exactly that person watching rylan get slapped by shane was that the same <laughs> feeling that you got when you first saw trisha paytas um the whole the whole time that i was with those the first time i met trisha paytas was like just terrifying and it never stopped being terrifying just being like seeing her face in real life i was just like what the uh -huh. fuck like it was weird and the whole time that first time i went to shane's house and we had a whole slap fight consensual slap fight i know um but it was it was just it was just weird it was just like what the fuck because mm -hmm. these are the people that i've been watching and now i'm around it was so and you're like and i'm weird. getting them to slap each other in the face like this is the impact yeah. that i'm making on these people exactly i'm like i'm glad that i got us all to beat each other that's like a check in my whatever <laughs> list <laughs> yeah that's so funny do you have like the same kind of youtube community in canada or would you say it's mostly here um i don't i know one girl uh, no, no, I know two two girls that I, like, talk to that are cool, that are YouTubers in Canada, but I don't, I think there are people, but 
I don't know them. Okay. Yeah. When you see these really, like, skinny, gorgeous girls on YouTube, are you, like, do you ever get jealous of them or, or their lives or anyone that you met? Not even girls, like, guys, too. Yeah, I definitely have been jealous before. Like, when I was, um, when I was really inspired by Trisha Paytas and I would make, like, videos about her and stuff, um, when, which I now realize, like, by, upon psychoanalyzing myself, um, <laughs> is like a chase for validation, um, in a way, like it was kind of repeating patterns of like almost chasing validation from a parent and like needing to be chosen by this one person that you're fixated on. And if you get this validation, then you're much more worthy. Um, so if I saw her, um, have an interaction with a YouTuber, like there was a YouTuber, Chris Clemens, who made videos about her. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up making videos together, and, blah, and I was so jealous of him because he got this validation that I, from her that I was craving so much. Um, so that that was like something um, that I dealt with. And now that I'm, um, I'm cha- my perspective has changed a lot. So I don't really like covet um YouTube in the same way or covet this validation in the same way and I'm questioning why I chase that a lot mm-hmm. um and also I think what I've come to like I'm starting to um feel more is like any kind of idolization of anyone like really I don't think is chill um yeah because at the end of the day like we're all people and um and everyone really is equal so if you're thinking of someone as above you we're all equal. When you were younger, you described yourself as like like the Canadian slut or something. Like you just wanted to look like fuckable. Mm-hmm. And then you formed and evolved into like this beautiful soul. So do you think that you had that same feeling where like being accepted in the YouTube community and being accepted when you were younger and like still thought you were straight? Fully, yeah. I think that, um, yeah, like you said, when I was a teenager, I was just like, I want to feel powerful I want to feel wanted because this is currency and this is what makes me worthy so I just like was you know didn't eat and starved myself was just like whatever fuck tons of guys because this is what makes me worthy Mm -hmm. um and then a hundred percent there's parallels between wanting to be accepted in the YouTube community um and just the the being wanted um and like chosen and accepted by these people that I had watched for so long and then also like the chase for relevance and the numbers and like accumulating um it's very much the same and I even think now like just the the dynamic that I felt and not necessarily saying that this is what these people experience um like these other youtubers feel because I think it's different for them they live it this is their real lives and their friends but for me entering it it did feel like a dynamic of um high school and my high school experience I didn't have the experience of like coveting being popular or there wasn't that much of a hierarchy in my school. People just did whatever they wanted, didn't pay attention to each other, which was cool. But I think that was my, I know. I think that though was my closest experience to that high school feeling of like this direct hierarchy of who matters more and who do you want to be closer to because that makes you matter more, Um, which is actually lame. 
Yeah, but I mean, I feel like as a high schooler, that's kind of like how you feel all throughout high school and middle school in a way. But that's really cool that there was like no real hierarchy in your high school. It's crazy to think that you felt that you needed to present yourself in a certain way. There wasn't people in high school that I was trying to like be a part of. Or uh, it was just it was just for me. It was like what in this world with this society that we have, what will make me matter and what will make me powerful? Okay being skinny and fuckable and wanting by wanted by guys that's what mm-hmm. the which is um which is a form of power in our society but like is it is it genuine is it real um does it actually make you feel good to buy into it probably not yeah what made you first put on the scarf what made you decide like oh maybe i should put this on and then it's like whoa this revelation <laughs> well really like fully fit on me it was like it was like in my early 20s I just was getting a winter look together and I got this scarf and I put it on I was like oh like erases the double chin it erases that out of the equation Mm -hmm. so no one can see it or judge you for it and then and then all they see is your face Mm -hmm. um and they're not like you know whatever judging this thing that's like deemed unattractive they're just seeing your face and then you take it out so then I just started wearing that scarf all the time and then it just developed into you know making my own robes and the matching scarf and what have you and it is very freeing like there's a balance there because it makes me feel so much freer because it takes away my thought that I'm being judged Mm -hmm. um for this fat piece of me um it's also buying into the fact that that piece of me is unattractive. You know what I mean? Which is so. not. Thank you. Just saying. Speaking of which, for those of you who don't know, Amelia made an OnlyFans to show her neck. How's that going? I love the OnlyFans. So I revealed my neck um, for monetary <laughs> gain. <laughs> pure, pure business decision. But also at the same token, I didn't feel comfortable being as open on- online and in the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's dual purpose, exploit my neck for monetary gain, because also I don't care as much now about people seeing my neck. Um, mm-hmm. I still wear a scarf every day, but like, it's not scary to me if people were to see me without it. Like your um, friend has seen your neck, right? My good friends. Your girlfriend. Oh, my girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And my g- girlfriend is the reason why I feel so much more comfortable now because, um, I mean, it's not great to like put it all on her, uh, but uh, she... She brings out the best in you. Yeah, she's just, she's so, she's comfortable with herself and she's so accepting and really not judgmental. Like she comes from a very different family than I do, um, not to blame it all on my family, but to blame it all on my family. They're very image-based. They're very, like, about shrinking and being small and having a perfect body and being very conventionally attractive. Um, And so, and she doesn't come from a family like that. They just don't give a fuck. They're very chill. They're not interested in trying to impress people all the time. Maybe I should be my next guest. Oh, my God, do it. Okay, fine. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. Oh, what was I saying before the girlfriend thing? The OnlyFans. Oh, OnlyFans, yeah, yeah. So yeah, revealed the neck, but then also it's just kind of an online diary now. So I'll just post my thoughts completely unfiltered, uncensored, which is very freeing. And the paywall um, kind of blocks out most turds. So 
it's just kind of a cozy place overall. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you ever read the comments on your videos? Mm-hmm. Like all the time or? I've gone through phases where I did and I would base co- future content off of them um, and try to respond and whatever. Then I had a phase where I wouldn't let myself read them at all. Um, now I'm in a place where I'll read them when I feel like it and they don't affect me as much, especially I think because what I'm making now is just exactly what I want to make with kind of no regard for what people want to see. So I'm not catering to people. So I don't really care what they think about it because like, I like it. Amazing. (laughs) I've seen that you've made videos talking about the hate that you've been getting on social media. Does it get to a certain point where you really feel you need to address it? Like, has there been that much hate revolved around you? No, there, there hasn't. At most of the time when I made a video responding to hate, it was a strategic move because I knew people would want to watch that. Okay. Um, Smart. Though I know, though I know like, uh, I'm responding to something real, to some kind of um, like video or what, comments or whatever. But um, it's never been really that overwhelming. And it mostly, especially during that period when I was um, making videos like that, it just felt like a game that had not much consequence. Uh, My opinion of that changed over time, but yeah. Followers and haters like to hate on everything about people. Would they hate on like the subject of your video or more so like your presentation? like the most hate is just the fact that I'm, I'm fat, I'm weird looking, and I'm taking up a lot of space. I think that can get under people's skin. And by people's skin, I mean some straight men. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's just something about like a, a woman who's bold, and especially if it's a woman who's bold, who is not... Um, attractive to some straight men if they don't find you fuckable and you're taking up space that will irritate not all straight men some straight men it will irritate them and make them angry and they will take it out on you how did you react to the hate I think like even in developing wearing a a scarf in developing wearing clothing that like hides my whole body I'm I'm very aware that there is this um that there's this feeling because like there's people in my family that have this feeling like you know what I've been raised around it mm-hmm. so I think I felt I feel protected um kind of like hiding my body I found ways to um feel comfortable in myself still kind of buying into that idea and then also letting myself be free in a way that feels good so yes. yeah has the positive feedback overpowered the negative yes mostly I think that if I'm able to focus on what do I really want to do? What do I want to make? What do I want to put out into the world? And why am I doing this? And I really know all those things. um, Then the positive outweighs the negative. Yes. This is you, like the way that you dress and the way that you like your hair, like this is you, this is how you live your day to day life. It's not really like you're doing it for content at the end of the day. Like this is who you are over time as you've become the person that you are today. Have you felt a sense of confidence? Like have you grown confidence over time from how you were fuckable in high school? 
Yeah, I think that um, in starting YouTube, I found like things that I'm capable of and parts of me that I didn't know were there, which has given me so much confidence, like um, to just to to try things and to like kind of force myself to be creative consistently has made me realize that I'm capable of more than I thought I was. Because if you think that um, you're not capable of much and your only worth and your only value to the world is how you look or being wanted by people sexually, then you're going to, that is a very trapped feeling. Mm -hmm. um, because then if you start to feel like you're losing that, then what's, what's the point of being alive? Um, but if you explore yourself inwardly um, to find all this other shit that you can do, it's, yeah, it's like, it's very cool. Yeah. So you've, you definitely feel more confident being who you are today. Yes. That's amazing. That makes me so happy. And I know that obviously your girlfriend is boosting your ego because she's making you see this side of you can be whoever you want, which is mm -hmm. great too. For the people that don't know, Amelia would post videos of her going on these, not blind dates, but like, what, did you find them on dating apps? Yeah. And she would literally just record the date, which was so fun to watch. But how, how did those go? Like, how did you feel about those? So the first one I did, we had three dates together all on camera. And I, there was like a quiet understanding that like this wasn't very real. Like we were doing this for the video. Um, that we didn't talk about outright, but they, that that sense was there. Um, but then there was the last one that I did um, was a lot more real. And it was after that video that I realized because um, we went on a second date, which was not on camera. Mm -hmm. And she, um, she like kind of ended it and partially ended it because of the, the video that came out. Like oh. there was other complicated reasons, but I realized that, if I want to actually date and, and having that date with her really like it was such a good date. And I was like, Oh, maybe I can like people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so that made me realize that if I do want to date people, if I'm capable of liking people, I can't do it on camera. Like it's not healthy. So. And how'd you meet your current girlfriend? Just on fucking okay. Cupid. Like I really wish we had a, like a story that was like, Oh, like we just like saw each other. Like, behind she was behind a tree like I really wish that so much we locked but, up on the train from opposite yes. sides and just I feel like drawn to each other yeah I met my boyfriend on hinge so it's okay oh I mean I think you know what we should do we should invent just lie let's just lie yes we should invent the name of an app but the name of the app is like a scenario like a really unique scenario of how you can meet someone so they like on the bus that's what the app can be called so then you're like where'd you guys meet on the bus on the that's so so where so genius i think you need to copyright that immediately oh my gosh i think I do. <laughs> we need to do that yeah how has social media impacted you you want to keep like the numbers going up so you're like strategically thinking how can you do that and there's a period where that felt very genuine and then there started to be a period where it just did not feel healthy. Like you're just thinking, how can you get people to be interested in you? And how can you get people to like you? Um, and you're just kind of thinking, and especially when you're making videos just about your life and the, your thoughts, 
um, it can get unhealthy because you're just thinking, how can I market my life and my emotions in a way to like, you know, yeah, make people like me and make people interested. Um, and there was a time when that game was, was fun and had very little consequence to my actual interpersonal relationships. And then when I was more immersed in the world and being around other YouTubers, I realized like this game is not as frivolous as I thought. And the reality of it feels not right to me. Um, so now I've changed how I approach making stuff, which feels a lot better. And when you say meeting other YouTubers, you mean coming to LA? Yes. I feel like that's the worst place to go if you're trying to get away from that feeling. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And like, I didn't want the the tropes of LA to be re to be real. You know what I mean? Like, I think you got to just experience a place for yourself and see how it feels. But I think especially in the considering my character and where I come from, I just come from like all my friends are just like weird art people who don't give a fuck about anything mm -hmm. um, to go to a world of like just money and fame and like being conventionally attractive are like insane paramount. Um, You're making me want to move to your town. You should. Everyone should come to Montreal. This was a red flag. I, with some of my YouTube friends in Montreal, I was trying to be like, you guys should come to Montreal. Why wouldn't you ever come to visit? Um, and they're like, mm -hmm. and I was like, you're lame. Like, <laughs> you, you don't want to come here. It's so funny yeah. because sometimes I wish that I can get into that world. And it's like, I guess the people that I've been around my whole entire life, which is like the Jewish upper class of Long Island in New York City, it's very hard to do that. And it's very mm -hmm. hard to find a place to start looking for that kind of world. So mm -hmm. I guess I just need to like pack my shit up and come to Montreal. Yeah, if you come to Montreal, things will definitely get weird and definitely get arty. I, can I like confirm. that though. <laughs> I like that. Um, hmm. Would you say that you're someone that's fame hungry? I like, think I always like how you're saying that you're obsessed with like the growth of the numbers. Do you think it's more so like you want your business, like the business of YouTube to grow or like you're fame hungry and you want more people to see you? I think I've always been interested and coveting fame, like since I was a little, little kid um, because of this chase of validation and wanting to prove that I'm worthy in some way. Um, and the 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 chase of fame and relevance on youtube did feel like like frivolous and whatever for a while but i think why i felt so uncomfortable in la is because if i like tune into who i really am yes i want to be seen and heard and yes on some level my ego craves fame but at my core um it's not about it's not it's not about just earning money or having views for the sake of having money and views. I genuinely want to make art that helps people feel something and helps motivate people to want to plant seeds of good in the world. That's really what I want to do. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's like how you see tiktokers for example going to youtube or making music because it'll make them more revenue and that's now what they've learned to care about but it's so much better when you're doing things for yourself and you're searching for your own happiness instead of like trying to please other people like especially being a fat person being in la 
um, like I would be around uh, like the closest people to me in LA were seemingly very progressive, very open-minded, very liberal people. But you could, there was just a sense then they would say like, yeah, I accept fat people and what, but like, that's not the truth because that's not what they're coveting. That's not what they're talking about. That's not who they're praising. Um, so being around that kind of energy comparatively to my friends here who are like, just lick icing off the floor and get fatter and fatter because that actually is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I'd like, I think I'd rather be around that energy. Or so like the what the fuck stuff is cool. Exactly. You keep you keep saying that like I'm fat, blah blah blah. You're saying it like it's a bad thing. You say that the straight men are saying that you like take a lot up a lot of space, but at the same time that's an amazing thing. You say it like it's a bad thing, but really it's it's not a bad thing. Well, I think I say it like it's a bad thing because a mass part of the world views it as a bad thing. Um, and I'm very aware of that, which is why I wear like what I wear and the scarf and whatever. But I genuinely do. I've come to a point in my life where I am so grateful for being fat because um, it's, it's helped me so much. It's helped me um, grow so much in confidence. What do I really think is cool? How can like, because I, I care about power. I would say more than fame hungry, I'm power hungry. So how can I feel powerful when I'm in a body that is deemed unworthy by so much of the world and finding a way to feel powerful in that is I feel so much more um, strong and empowered and unfuckwithable than I did when I was thin and I actually did an episode of this on my podcast because remember back in the olden days when it was like hot to be fat and you were looked at as like super rich because you were fat Yes. You need to take all of that energy in. Okay, so the trend is like you need to be anorexically looking skinny or now it's like you need to be curvy. It's like people can't make up their minds. Yeah. So that's why, at least for me, I've come to terms. I'm a curvy girl and I fucking love my body. And like I can see models on social media and be like they look hot as fuck too. But like I also look hot as fuck how I am. And I feel like you need to like absorb that because even though you're bigger, you're still beautiful. And I also recently have been thinking of like, you also don't have to be beautiful. Like, like the idea that you have to be attractive to um, like, you know what I mean? It's like, instead of body acceptance, or body positivity, it's body acceptance that like everyone deserves respect and love, um, whether they're beautiful or whether they're hideous. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what is beautiful and what is hideous is all nothing. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Now, with people that you've dated, would you say that you have a type physically? Yeah, I've come to terms with the fact that I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like what you think is beautiful may not be beautiful to everyone else. I yeah. definitely have a type. So many people, their celebrity crushes are like Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, for me, I'm like very not attracted to people with blue eyes, like boys, um, or like light eyes overall. I'm very into like dark eyes, which is weird because it makes me instantly unattracted to someone like Leonardo DiCaprio or Zac Efron, which people find like crazy, but I'm like, that's just not what I find attractive and it's so weird but 
everyone has their type and everyone has their own vision of beautiful. So the fact that people on social media create this version of beautiful that others feel that they need to be accepted and like in that realm is just absurd to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that you are someone that is like so authentically themselves, even though you're big, you own it. So I don't think that you should change who you are at all. I mean, you know, you're not going to. What advice would you give to the people that are so obsessed with how they appear on the outside? Well, I think that to say like, don't look at social media is unrealistic. I think you should try to change what you ingest in social media. I think if you um, curate your feed to what is most easily fed to you, it will be like, how to be smaller, how to have a perfect body, how to whatever it is. Um, but if you do a little more work, you can find all these amazing, creative, different people um, who look completely different um, and are not abiding by the standard of beauty. And I think just putting that into your brain, putting um, other bodies and um, differently abled people at any kind of difference um, and looking at that, and seeing how they're thriving, how they're living um, is so healthy and can do so much good. That's what really started me from, from going from having an eating disorder and buying so into the um, standard beauty industry. The way that I started to rewire my brain was by putting different shit into it, by looking at like fat fashion and whatever. Um, Did you want to be fat? I didn't want to be fat, but I knew I was going to be fat because my dad is fat. I was born to, I was born to be fat. Um, so in preparation of that, mm -hmm. I started trying to, I brainwashed myself into thinking fat is cool. Got it. Got yeah. it. Unlike any other YouTuber that I've ever seen, you are someone that will record content. Okay. Let's say the purpose is you're meeting up with someone, for example, people have those reactions with themselves afterwards or after they do something crazy, they have these like moments of solitude where they react within themselves and you're someone that likes to show how you're feeling in these moments of solitude and I've watched your videos before where you're this close to the camera <laughs> and you're looking dead at the camera and I'm like you're she's speaking to my soul right now and honestly you have inspired me to stop giving a fuck because of the way that you see things in a different light you've empowered me to like see things in a more happy way and for that I'll never stop watching your your videos. I'll always support you. And I really think that you're a very special YouTuber. And I hope yeah. that you never stop creating the craziest, amazing content. Well, you thank do. you so much. That's very hard. That was so heartwarming. I had to like disassociate because it was so <laughs> like so sweet. And you actually went AWOL for a little bit and then you came mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. So happy that you're back. <laughs> thank you. That was, yeah, thank you so much. And I really mean it that I think that what you're doing, this podcast and your intention is very powerful and so good. And I'm so happy that you're doing it. Because like, like, I, you know, we're all here to help in a way that makes sense to us with the gifts that we have. And you're doing that, which is the most powerful thing a human can do. Thank you. It's not just that I'm looking for attention. It's that I'm trying to make a change for the better. It does, <laughs> no, no, but the thing is, if you're craving attention, so you have to find a way to match, to marry that with doing good. Because yeah. the, the craving for attention, I believe that everything that's planted in you, um, like I believe trippy shit, but everything that's in you 
is here for a purpose for you to try to help. So you just have to figure out how to use what you have in you to do that. And it's not that I crave attention. I mean, obviously I was growing, growing up, I was a performer. So I did like love the applause at the end. And I think that like with this podcast, I really do have amazing intentions. Like I do want people to stop comparing themselves to other people that they see. I think Mm -hmm. this is like such a prominent issue today. Mm-hmm. And so I really do want to change that. I know I'm taking a lot of your precious time, but... It's not precious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how do people react when you're doing random shit on the street? Um, usually they, they, usually they just ignore me. When I'm doing weird stuff, people just don't pay attention because I think they're probably on some level a little scared. Um, but if I'm not doing something, just in the way that I dress, I do get approached by uh, confused straight men, and it irritates me more and more and more with each mm-hmm. passing day. Mm-hmm. Understandable. What's your goal with your channel? I know you kind of answered that, but like, like, what's your life goal? I think like my goal for my channel, I don't like, because um, my what I'm realizing with my life intention, it's not to necessarily chase um relevance on social media but what i do want to do is make art that is meaningful and can help inspire people like I w- my ultimate dream is i would love to be able to reach like the little girl that i was in middle school i would love to make art that would reach a girl like that um, and make her feel more powerful than she believes herself to be at that current time that's amazing. Another thing that at least you show on your YouTube channel is that it's okay to express yourself in a way that may be different from um, the way that society wants you to. And just being true to you and literally not giving a fuck about what other people think. A hundred percent. Very important. Thank you so much for coming on. I've loved talking to you. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at youtube.com slash Amelia Fart or Instagram watch at Am- Watch her. <laughs> Thank you. Or Instagram at Amelia Farts or Twitter at Amelia Fart or OnlyFans slash Amelia Fart. E-M-I-L-I-A Fart. Yes. Okay. And my last question is, are we friends? I think we are. This was very, very fun podcast and also very natural. You're a very good interviewer. Um, thank you yeah this whole experience has been very cozy honestly right when you came on like I just felt comfortable speaking with you yeah I felt the same this is like a dream to me I hope that like you enjoy this and very much did maybe one day we can come up with an app together on the bus 100% an app and also if you're ever in Montreal let me know and if I'm ever in New York I'll let you know okay perfect Can't wait to see you then. (laughs) Okay, thank you. If you guys are liking these episodes, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts and give me a rating so I can see what you think. And make sure to follow Stop Giving a Fuck on Instagram. And I will see you guys next time.